blossoming, blossoming moments. A warm welcome, everyone, to Today I'm Alive. I'm your host, Margaret Aberdeen. As you know, I am not officially qualified to give any professional advice whatsoever. Though I have some background in psychology and have studied cognitive behavior therapy, I'm only speaking of my insights and learnings from my personal experiences and transformations. When I stepped out this morning for my ritual walk, the air was mild and a warm sense of sensation filled my soul. Spring has definitely sprung. Everything around me was undisturbed, quiet and serene. The days are longer and nights are shorter. The temperatures are milder with a sense of new expectation and possibilities in the air. Can you feel it? I stood by the river and mindfully looked around, embracing nature's beauty of spring, observing all the natural resources recovering and reinvigorating, even though they encountered the cold, wintry months they continued to grow. My heart sang with the rhythm of nature's melodies, birds chirping, water flowing, and the breeze gently, gently caressing my face. Oh, I live in London. I can smell the freshness of the air mixed with a faint scent of new growth from dormant trees and flowers blossoming. Spring is all about new beginnings. Take it upon yourself to use the changing of seasons to create change in yourself. It's the time of year not only to do spring cleaning in your home, decluttering clothes and all those digital gadgets you no longer need, but also in your mind. It is an invitation for growth and transformation to plant new seeds in our minds and to nurture and maintain them. Oh, oh, it feels so good. Everything feels so alive, awake and revived. Even the winter blues people have also started to become happy again. I love the feeling of new life that goes with it. Things are coming to life. I'm going to put it really simple and cut straight to the chase. We are part of nature and nature is part of us. In today's fast-paced life, most of us are connected to our digital gadget and are so, so disconnected from nature that we don't see the similarities of us in nature. Life doesn't come without traumas. Nature doesn't come without storms. Similar to the regrowth of spring, trauma can kickstart you into an extraordinary part of spiritual awakening for growing a newfound appreciation of life. Many people define this as post-traumatic growth which I mentioned several times in previous episodes. Post-traumatic growth helps people find a new sense of life and personal strength. So this is why, with my mind thinking over time about spiritual awakening and growth after trauma, especially following episode 33, why I didn't commit suicide, two words, spiritual anguish, kept popping up in my mind, how my spirit was lost in the darkness of the external world and was crying for freedom to escape, to create a new life. My mind was hungry and thirsty and curious as to why these two words kept hovering in my mind. 
This prompted me to do further investigation like Columbo, an American crime drama television series starring Peter Falk as Lieutenant Columbo. I decided to look through several books on my bookshelf. Dark Night of the Soul by Thomas More, The Seat of the Soul by Gary Zukav. Lo and behold, I came across a book I read a few years ago called Out of the Darkness, From Turmoil to Transformation by Steve Taylor. Steve Taylor outlined the process of personal and spiritual transformation as a result of trauma and turmoil so clearly and in a way answered many questions I had about my own experience of trauma as the part to spiritual awakening, growth and transformation. So for this episode, I decided to read chunks from the book Out of the Darkness, From Turmoil to Transformation. This is what Steve Taylor says. There will always be some degree of suffering in our lives. And when it comes, we should not try to see it in a wholly negative terms. We should always be aware that buried deep inside it, there is an opportunity for growth and transformation. Beneath the terrible, painful surface, there is a massive reservoir of spiritual potential. Spiritual awakening exists as a potential inside everyone. It's just that normally the potential is dormant. To manifest itself, it normally has to be triggered by turmoil and trauma. However, if we know it's there, lantern in the same way that a butterfly is lantern inside a caterpillar, it should be possible to release it in other ways too. I recall the words shared in episode 4, why our suffering isn't wasted. There are extraordinary awakenings when suffering is overcome. It takes us to a path of seeing the world in a new way and that there is more beyond life. The challenges we face and the obstacles we overcome do not have, do not have to hold us back. Instead, they become an opportunity for inner growth and transformation, to live a purposeful and meaningful life and to empower others to do the same. This brought to mind a previous guest, Kevin Hill, in episode 34, Healed After Dying Twice, sharing his story and the impact he is making on his family, friends and the community. Kevin really seems like he is taking advantage of the time he has on this physical earth, as his story is now published in over 30 publications including the Daily Mail and New York Post. And he has been dubbed the Miracle Man. In his book, Stephen Taylor explains that there are three core types of spiritual transformation that one experiences as a result of intense turmoil and trauma. Number one, temporary awakening experiences. Number two, gradual but permanent awakening. Number three, sudden and dramatic awakenings. I knew after reading this that my own experiences fit sudden and dramatic awakenings, which I will explain more about later. 
Here is how Taylor described the three core types of spiritual transformation. Number one, temporary spiritual experiences. Most of us have experienced some type of transformational experience in our lives. Often they have come as a result of some intense or traumatic life event, whether it was a deep and intense loss or abrupt shock to the system where we were forced out of our normal way of perceiving or being. As a result of this experience, we got in touch with something profound, saw something ineffable, or knew something truer than we have ever felt before. These temporary awakening experiences help us understand that there is more to life than what we see around us. Even when the world and the conversations we normally have don't speak about it, while these experiences may fade over time, they are seeds that have been planted and when watered over time through patience, practice and perhaps more turmoil or trauma, will inspire us for the rest of our lives. They might possibly even sprout into a more gradual, permanent awakening. Number two, gradual but permanent awakenings. In some instances, the amount of turmoil and trauma is so intense that it causes the scaffolding of our ego to be dismantled. The one thing that we build our lives around that meant everything to us, a career, our reputation, our financial success, our health, our family and loved ones. Whatever it is, is lost. And then so are we. We break down. And it is in this critical moment that we determine whether this intense suffering will become a breakthrough to an awakening or whether it will become something we get through and return to our normal life. The key is the extent to which we face the pain head on. The extent to which we can fully face the terror, the depression, the anxiety or even the horror and then feel it fully. It is not easy to do. And though it will break you, these cracks in the armor of our ego self allow the light of the self to stream through. In the case of gradual but permanent awakenings, our turmoil and trauma are intense enough over a long period of time that it chisels away at our normal psychic in such a forceful way that once it has dissolved, it is never, never able to reform itself. From this, the individual experiences a permanent state of wakefulness. There may be more to uncover, but a significant chunk has been dislodged and an awakening state has been revealed in part forever. For many, Trauma and turmoil will have negative long-term impacts such as chronic anxiety, chronic depression, disassociation, emotional numbness, aggression, even multiple personalities or dissociative identity disorder. But the good news is that as terrible as these consequences are, it is, it is possible that they, they can be balanced by and even transcend by long-term positive effects.
Post-traumatic growth is possible and it occurs when we have the courage, the skills and the patience to face the terror and find a way to feel it and accept it over time. What does post-traumatic growth look like? The signs include an ability to step back from our situation, to stop striving so hard to allow things to unfold and happen in their own, to trust in the future, to be more sensitive and more open to life, and to be more self-reliant and more authentic. However, in most of the cases that Steve Taylor observed, the process was not a gradual one, but a sudden one. Of the 30-plus people he interviewed for his book, including well-known spiritual teachers such as Eckhart Tolle and Byron Katie, most of their transformation happened in a dramatic and powerful moment. Number three, sudden, abrupt, and personal awakenings. Steve found over and over again that people had spiritual transformation that were permanent when they hit the wall and decided consciously or unconsciously to let go, to face whatever would come because death couldn't be worse than what they are facing. And by facing death, a profound sense of self emerged. Here are a few sudden, abrupt, and permanent awakening testimonies from individuals who has read Steve Taylor's book. This is what Stephanie says. Everything just began unraveling. My messy, insignificant life seemed perfect. Then the floodgates opened. The water broke. I was filled with pure light. I entered a state of bliss that lasted several months. I guess I can say that I gave birth to myself or to the self. To sum it up as a scientist, I experienced a frequency change. To sum it up in spiritual term, it was an initiation. A testimony from Glenn? It was as though I had shutters around my brain and they were being pulled up one by one and knowledge was flooding through. I was expanding. It was all coming at once flooding through as if my ego was crashing down and suddenly I'm aware of everything there is. There's still a physical me, but there's also a real me. The real me is very light, pure and perfect. Everything is perfect. There's a white spirit in everything, in us, a supreme mind, far greater than anything I could have ever dreamt of. I am joined with God seeing everything from a much higher perspective. This is the last testimony from Michael. It was if my entire being had been clenched in a tight fist and suddenly the fist opened up and let go completely. Everything dropped away. I began seeing and experiencing a kind of upwelling or emanation inside me. It was in front of my eyes, but also inside my eyes and inside my body. And it started flowing upward. It was emptiness, the void, but it was luminous. It was just a current of bliss. In all these cases, people came away with a permanent state of awakening. 
The shift happened abruptly and dramatically, and things just fell away to reveal their luminous self and the self of all. Unlike a temporary awakening experience, which inspired one for the rest of one's life and fueled one on the journey. The intense shift that occurs after letting go completely is permanent. One sees the world in a whole new way. The above are chunks and testimonies from Steve Taylor's book, Out of the Darkness, From Turmoil to Transformation. Now, now here are my own thoughts. Steve Taylor's research and suggestion seem to be comprehensible, but I can only go by my personal experiences and transformations. What is true in all cases distinguished only by the degree of one's suffering is that trauma, yes, trauma can put you on a spiritual path to open up deep awakenings of infinite spiritual wisdom and in many cases unleash an awakening state of being. And me being a replica of that, trauma can serve a purpose in helping you find your true self, your real self, to live a purposeful and meaningful life. During my near-death experience, I had a sudden, abrupt and permanent awakening. I faced death and completely let go with the result of a profound shift in consciousness and awareness. It was an awakening like a volcano eruption which shook and woke my core belief system to put me on the spiritual path to finding my true self after trauma as explained in episode 11. It was an unusual experience. I got to a place in a quiet, deep moment where I was engulfed in an aura of bright, bright glowing rays of illuminating white light. The light becoming brighter and brighter. The purest, the purest, most beautiful soft light. I was transfixed by it. I felt weightless. I surrender. The light and I became one. It seemed like rays of light, peace and love were encapsulating my being. It was an imaginable, powerful feeling of bliss that persists. What remained was a feeling of intense presence and a depth of peace beyond anything I have ever experienced before. It was like I was living life for the first time. At that point, I touched the immortal within. The exquisite feeling of peace exists. I can still feel it when I think about it. This knowing is there. It is definitely permanent. But thinking more about it, I may have also experienced gradual but permanent awakenings. As I continue to grow by becoming aware of my thoughts towards other traumas from growing up in an abusive environment, learning to accept that, and it all happened in the past. All my sufferings were caused by my thoughts and attitude, especially, especially coming to the awakening that I was living more in my past memories than in the present. That was definitely, definitely an awakening. 
What may be most important is our ability to allow the process to unfold. While this is easy to say, doing it is hard. Yet, if we do have a sense that more is possible when trauma exists, if a person can tra transform their experience and see it as an opportunity for post-traumatic growth, much can happen. If our world can see suffering as an awakening to spiritual growth, imagine what can happen. It is really up to us. Each one of us is given the opportunity. Each one of us has a choice of how we choose to react to our trauma. I must say, this episode helped clarify my own experience and add some bits to ongoing discussions of previous episodes. From my own experience and transformation, no matter the season, I have learned that spiritual growth and transformation doesn't, doesn't have to be traumatic. However, it is possible to have a gentle awakening through meditating, connecting with nature, journaling, yoga, and poetry writing. It is a process, and with practicing and learning to being in the moment, being in the present, as they say, we become grateful for the opportunity to awaken, to awaken to that truth and to make the most, the most of this amazing God-sent life. Even though I would like to continue sharing trauma, extraordinary awakenings and how trauma can put you on the spiritual path, a spiritual adventure of new life, new growth, finding all life's beautiful treasures within and sharing the overflow with others, I must wrap up now. Remember, today you're alive. Today is all you have. Make the most of it. Make it momentum. Make it worth remembering because you're worth it and you deserve it. Before we end this episode, just as a reminder that we want to hear from you, you can email your comments and you can find all previous episodes of The Day I'm Alive on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am Margaret Aberdeen. Tune in next week for another rocketing episode of The Day I'm Alive. Share with your friends and family and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. To hire me for talks and events, please email me at info at margaretaberdeen.com. Thanks for listening. Today I'm alive. Today I'm alive. And I'm feeling good.